So, hi. This podcast is recorded in a house with animals, one of whom will be snoring loudly, probably as the show progresses. Uh, Lacey the Hound is behind me on the other side of the studio, and man, can she saw some logs. But they're also cats, and the chickens are out out slide. They're outside. And for those of you who've been paying attention on Twitter, Orange Hen is feeling much better. So that will put everybody's mind at ease. The other thing I will mention is while we do not delve into grown-up talk topics for grown-ups, we swear a lot, and iTunes really only has two ratings, clean and explicit. So I kind of got to market explicit. We're not going to go past PG-13. Probably. Probably. But we do tend to swear a lot. It's true. It is true. Welcome to Productivity Alchemy, episode 39. Wow. Wow. So you're back. I'm back. You're back from the wilds of Arizona. Yes. Yes. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. I am back from Dorsai Thing 2018. And so the countdown is on. I am organizing a private event for the Dorsai next February slash March, depending on where it falls in the calendar and what a hotel I can get for the event and things like that. So we're going to be probably talking a lot about all the organizational that goes into that over the course of the next year, because, oh dear Lord, there is so much for me to do. Oh yeah. You know, the, um, the interesting thing though, is I've got a lot of volunteers and a lot of helpers who are just like, yes, I will be glad to help. And I'm very, I'm actually really happy about that. Um, it's not like I'm being... You know, I volunteered for a thing, and everybody's just like, good luck with that, except you. Hey. You know, you I, you told me. I yeah. told you this is not my skill set. I have no interest in, in being involved. That is, And that is completely fair. Yes. That is completely fair. And that's something that, you know, we'll be talking more about over the course of the next, like I said, the next year or so. Yes. In, you know, other, I guess, organizational news, I've been using the daily pages of the home planner piece from Tool at Tool. Office Max Tool. And uh, there, you know, it's kind of, I just scratch out the people to call and the things to email and just use those all as extra to-do space of things I have to get d- done this week. And it helps to track. I'm still using Todoist and Habitica because they do some really cool things that make it, you know, a little more interactive and I can bring up a quick, here's my day kind of thing with Todoist. I still am trying to collect all the pets in Habitica. So we're, we're past the standard set. Now we're into the, you have to go on a quest to be able to get the eggs to hatch the pet kind of deal. And so there's, there's that <laughs> really, I mean, that's, that's, it, it's, it's the same as getting a, a gold sticker on your, on your report card or whatever is when you finally, you know, push that last little button to feed the little baby wolf so that he becomes the big wolf mount that there is it's it's just like i have won a prize i have done a thing like all the things i do add up into this this one sort of push so you have a a really good not just like dots or a bar chart or a graph or something but you, you have like a little representation of what you've done it's not quite as rewarding as say a chocolate cake but um i'll take what i can get absolutely yeah so, oh wombat tusk subject of mine. Yes. You've been you've been gone for you were you were gone for 
a week and so it's change. been and some change so it's been two weeks since the the nice people at home or work or in your car or wherever have heard from you uh, yes hi so how how was your how was your trip not just from a you went to the Tucson book festival and then you went birding kind of perspective how I mean you were with our friends from Sofa Wolf press which means they were probably more organized than you about oh, this. Oh God, yes. But how did how did you, on your way, on your you're doing things, keep yourself organized, or did you just have them like, this is what we're doing today, and you're like, okay. Uh, basically, it was a lot of that. There were there were uh, two things I wanted to do while I was there. I informed them of what the two things were. We worked that into the schedule. Um, I'm fortunate that our friend Jeff is. Uh, basically has the soul of a border collie <laughs> and so he just herded us all around and worked out where we were going and it was good i mean it's it's it was a birding trip which i'm not as intense a birder as some people <laughs> i know tina but uh i travel pretty well so if they're like Okay, we have to leave here at 5.30 a.m. so we can be at the spot where we're going to see the thing at, you know, 6 a.m. I will mm -hmm. get up at 5 at five a.m. and whatnot. Um, it's... It, there was a lot of getting up at 5 a.m. because it's birding. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. There was... Um, the exciting moment when I went, one of the two things I wanted to do, I wanted to go to the native seed place that I, their Free store, yeah. that I, I go there online a lot. I wanted to go to the actual store, uh, which was great because they had a lot of stuff that, you know, they don't have online. And then the Tohono Chul Gardens, uh, Botanical oh. Garden, had a plant sale. Oh. And I was like, take me to this plant sale. And they had a lot of stuff that you simply can't get by mail. Uh, lots of native desert plants, things like that. And so I may have purchased uh, four <laughs> half-gallon plants. <laughs> and this was exciting because you can't check plants in right. your luggage or they'll freeze. You know, Yeah, because it's, it's too cold at 30,000 yeah, feet. Particularly not desert plants. Right. So I had to take them all carry on and like I said, half gallon. So this was this was about forty pounds of dirt that I was carrying. And Yeah. Uh, so uh, I I rigged carriers for them all. I had put Tupperware and duct tape over the top so that the uh, branches wouldn't get damaged. Right. Got a duffel bag, loaded it all up, had an exciting adventure with the TSA. Oh I bet. Where I blinded them with science. <laughs> and uh how many times did you have to say it's not weed? None. Uh, I I walked up, opened the thing, and said, "You want to search this?" And the, the TSA, and this is the Tucson airport, so you know it's not super busy. And the guy's like, "We do? Oh yeah, we do." And I'm like, "They're live plants. They're you know native to the U.S., not invasive, not for agricultural purposes. <laughs> I am not traveling internationally. These are legally obtained, and I think I'm not endangered." And he's like, "Okay." <laughs> but they're gonna look like four scary cylinders on the x-ray it's like okay goes and puts them and then he runs over so we can look at the scanner he's like i just want to see how these look on the scanner immediately of course it's diverted because they look like i'm carrying bombs right right you know and the other tsa guy is like 
So this is yours. I'm like, yes, they're live plants. They're native to the U.S., not invasive, <laughs> legally obtained, not for agricultural purposes, not in... And he's like, okay. <laughs> and then he's going, he pulls them out and he's like, is about to swab them. And I'm like, and they're plants, so they'll have fertilizer residue on them. <laughs> and he's like, oh. And then there was this long moment of silence while he looked at the plants and looked at me and he's like, are they all different? And I'm all, yes, there's four different kinds. Let me tell you. Okay, there's a native Texas butterfly bush. <laughs> and uh, there's a... Uh, uh, did, did his eyes start to glaze over the way mine are? Uh, yes. In fact, yeah, okay. I got to the, uh, the... the I was about halfway through why the Augustache, why the Sonoran giant hyssop was actually only called hyssop. It was actually a member of the Augustache family. But hyssop was the common name. And you don't care because you're not a botanist. I'm sorry. And he's just like, you're free to go. <laughs> I mean, he swabbed my Fritos. <laughs> I'm going to be okay. It's fine. It's fine. And it's fine. so I, and I'm like, oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. And basically, I just turned into Pastor Drum talking about plants for five minutes. And they were like, you can't possibly be a terrorist. You're too dumb. Well, all right, then. Anyway, uh, that was the most planning I did mm-hmm. on, uh, on the trip was uh, the... The technical skill involved in packing up plants. Mm-hmm. And now I'm back and I, I I am excited to paint again because I'm done with the hamsters Yep. for a bit. Um, unless the, the, they don't buy another hamster book. So I have to write up a proposal for that. But I want to, I can like draw things that aren't hamsters. And I'm like, I want to do a bunch of originals of like desert animals, saints. Mm. Yes, now I'm inspired to paint again because I don't have to paint. Every time I have to illustrate a book, uh, I stop doing art for fun. Yeah, and it's not... Like, this isn't something you can necessarily overcome by saying, I will draw something for fun every day. No, make that, that Make that makes, another habit. I've that, tried yeah. to do it. I've tried to do a habit, you know, draw something, and uh, basically it just makes me pray for death. I cannot stand... I, I have no desire to draw anything if I have to. And it's like, it's just more work. And, you know, I mean, it's on one hand, uh, one could get all purist and be like, oh, you are drawing for money and it is killing your creative soul. Well, yeah, but I get to eat. Eating you know? is important. And so it's, this is a trade-off I make. I am mm-hmm. not going to do paintings while I am working on illustrating a children's book. Yeah. But... Huh? I am going to pay the bills, and them's the breaks. Them's the breaks. And no, I agree completely. And small children like the children's books, and they read more because of them. So, you know. I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, so, one of the things that happened to me, and um, so I was in Michigan for Dorsai Thing. I was in Ann Arbor. Uh, Liz had driven up with me and taken the truck over to Lansing, where she was collecting all of her stuff. Yes. Loading it into a U-Haul, and then she was going to come pick me up. And basically, we were going to drive home from there. We had planned an extra day because I figured after all the hoopla of me being at an event that is by the Dorsai for the Dorsai, that I was rightfully going to be pretty hungover by Sunday. <laughs> um, Truth. Yeah. Meaning that from the time I left here at like nine something on Friday... And the time I fell asleep at 10 p.m. on Sunday, I got maybe eight hours total of sleep. So, which is which is roughly half what I should have gotten. But a good time was had by all, and that was important. 
On our way of checking out of the hotel, though, these two women are ahead of us at the front desk, and they're checking out. And this woman has set down what is actually a very lovely planner. And it is just jam-packed full of stuff, and you can tell this is her life. And Liz is next to me, and I'm not sure if she knew what was going to happen, but I think she said I sort of perked up and started paying attention the moment <laughs> that planner came out. And I'm like, I have to ask, tell me about your planner. And I think the woman who was with her, who was it was also her daughter, because her eyes just rolled. <laughs> like, you have opened up a can of worms here. So the planner in question is an Aaron Condren life book. Let us say, was the woman excited to talk to you? Oh, my God, was she so excited. She was so excited. I didn't get her name, but I, I was like, you know, here, take a card for the podcast. This is just the sort of stuff we love. So the, the Aaron Condren Life Planner, and they've recently started doing them in hardbacks, not just spiral bound. So it's, it's a wire bound with the usual sections you, you expect, the months, the days. But they give you a couple options when you're buying where you can get it with the, the weeks with like the week spread across the thing with a, a morning, afternoon, and evening for the day across the week, or uh, an hourly, where every day has your breakdown hour by hour, which <laughs> I needed at my old job, and I don't need it anymore, and it's wonderful. You have no idea how wonderful that is. <laughs> and then they also sell one, which is the horizontal week, where instead of having, like, it's seven or six columns long and each column has a set of days in it the days go it's like three days and then you know saturday and sunday off to the side horizontally across the entire page instead of a, a column of the page mm, gotcha. and the thing about it is if i hadn't seen it i would be looking at the website which i have open in front of me so i was checking out all their customization options and things like that i would have if i'd seen this in a store I would have thought, wow, there is that thing is going to fall apart. It's going to pull apart with those rings and you're going to stuff stuff in it. That was not the case with this thing. You know, it's, it's a ring bound. It's a, you know, weekly or daily planner, depending on what you're doing with it. And she had, you know, papers in there and stuff. And, and it was actually really cool. And the fact that it, nothing appeared to be peeling off of the, the wire ring binding that, as, it was, as yeah. the survivor of many sketchbooks, wire ring bindings are hard. They are. Yeah. They are. And I was I was actually really impressed. I'm looking at the, the hardbound that they apparently just introduced, and I don't think it would be quite as flexible. Well, obviously not as flexible as the wirebound, because it's got the hardcover, which means if I need to shove an extra page or shove something in there, paper clip it on, it's not going to bend or it's not going to be able to, to fit as well. They also have, and this is becoming sort of like the thing I'm looking for, they have a whole bunch of accessories, mm -hmm. like stickers for your daily planning or for your habits or this. Or that. And I'm going to have to step back from what I think was a statement I made, and that is I don't know why people do stickers. I've been experimenting with some of the stickers that came with the tool. Say it. Tool. Uh, packs that they came out with this year, and it's actually kind of nice to peel off a sticker for school for the for a school holiday and stick it right there on the page. So, I, as I'm flipping through school holiday, right, or field trip, or you know, bill due, or it, anything. Sticker convert. 
I am a, a sticker convert for this sort of thing. Now, and these are all useful things. So, I mean, I'm not saying I wasn't a sticker convert before. It's just it wasn't something I was sort of like, I don't need stickers. Why do I need stickers? You know what? Kind of makes sense. And okay. it's kind of cool. And, of course, everyone has their offering of pens and, and what have you. And there's there's the only place that has really, I want to say, outstanding pens is Lavenger because they do a really nice line of pens. Other than that... I can't hear that without thinking of Venger from the D&D cartoon. Yeah, fair. Um, For those of you who are also old... Yeah. yeah. Venger was the one that looked sort of like Satan and was always trying to kill them. But he only had one horn. But he only had one horn. Only had one horn. Yeah, he was was the bad guy, basically. He was Uh, the big bad for the series. uh, When it wasn't Tiamat. When it wasn't Tiamat. Right. Right. And Tiamat was sort of like, I'll kill everybody. Not just yeah, they used Tiamat a couple times to get adventure though. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, Tiamat don't give a fuck. Well, yeah. you know. So the other thing is, you were out at the art supply store because you're inspired to paint. Yes. Uh, whereupon I went and bought a number of art supplies, all of which uh, a number of boards, all of which turned out to be the wrong size. <laughs> so then I came home and ordered a bunch of boards on the internet that will be here at various points. There we go. But you brought me, you brought me a, let's see, a weekly monthly planner by Day Designer. Yes. Uh, you said, get me a planner I can talk about. And well, I, I, yeah, and the, this one's actually kind of interesting as well. It's, uh, this is, uh, this is some girly ass shit. It is. It is very girly, but it has, I, 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 I will give it props. It has a good, it's a little wider. It's like, um, I guess it's eight and a half by 11. It's but, a horizontal format instead yeah, of vertical. instead of vertical. Which um, I like. I always liked horizontal format. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, nice plastic cover, kind of a glossy cover. Personal information section. Now, this lots is lots of floral. Lots of floral. This is where it gets interesting, though, is it has a reference calendar for 2018 and 2019, two sticker sheets. Yes. And a ruler. Now, the interesting thing about this ruler, and it's going to make noise, is this is a ruler bookmark that you can use on a on this wire bound notebook because it comes out and it snaps back in. Yes. This is something also a lot of the Aaron Condren like snap in accessories do. And I am glad to see these for things other than three ring binders and the disc planners, because this is something that it you don't really think about how handy a ruler bookmark is, but I found myself measuring two inches yesterday in relation to chicken health, in case we had to check. To see if the egg was stuck with a... You, wait, wait, were you physically measuring how much of your finger to stick in the chicken? Only as a last resort, yeah. Internet? Yeah, this is this our is, life now. This is my life. Internet, in case you missed the Twitter side, yeah. we spent last night uh, giving a chicken a warm bath in Epsom salts. Yes. While, uh, because we feared the orange chicken had become egg-bound. Egg-bound is a terrible problem where the egg gets stuck in the chicken. And because chickens only have one hole, they cannot poop around the egg. Terrible things happen. Eventually they die. So you don't want the chicken to be egg-bound. So you give them a nice warm bath to relax everything. And if worse comes to worse, um, and the chicken prolapses, you occasionally have to get up in there. Um. Carefully. Cautiously. Cautiously. And all the books are like, try to avoid sticking your hand in the chicken. And and see, I was looking at things from like backyard farmers who are like, all right, so the first thing you need to do 
is stick a finger up there and see if you can detect an egg. Yeah, and I'm and like, I do not want to do that. All of the uh, all of the backyard chicken keepings for like where their pets are like, don't stick your hand in the chicken. Right. Farmers are all like, where the chicken is a glove. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who to listen to anymore. Yes. And this is why it's explicit content, children. That's fair. Um, now there is a page here and I'm just going to start screaming. Not only is it a cult, but I'm right. just angry. Uh, so I'm just going to flip past the... No, the, you have to tell them about it. The, the intro screed. The story of the planner that will change your life. We are not going to read this mockingly on this show. No. We'll save it for KUEC when we're There's, getting drunk. There is literally a saga about how the planner came to be. Right. And why the planner will change your life. And um, I'm sure the creator is a lovely human being who I would admire greatly. It's a cult! The next couple pages are really straightforward goal-setting exercises. Start with a big picture, set individual goals... And now it gets kind of a little more interesting. Here's a design your day. So kind of you have a chance to sort of like put together your morning routine and your evening routine. And I don't understand why they have checklists on these pages. Because if I put down a morning routine and an evening routine and then I want to check it off every day, I've only got one page. And now the page is done. And what well, do I do presumably then? Presumably what they expect you to do is fill this out and then you just have morning routine written on your your actual day. Yeah, but then I come over here and I want to check it off, but maybe I've already checked it off. I don't have a second or third or whatever. No, no, you're going to go to your actual day here. All right. And you're going to write morning routine. Right, and then I'm going to come over here. No, you don't check it off on the page where you do that. You check it off over here where you did it. Yeah, but it's plan your day early. Identify your top three to-dos, fitness, family time. You're saying, but, but, but this, this... I'm used to actually, you know, checking off all the things I do every day and not just Maybe my... this isn't a checklist. Maybe these are bullet points uh -huh. you can fill in. Could be. With a number two pencil. Oh. I, I would have liked plastic with a, with erasable marker or something myself. But um, here's the stay on course section where they're like, all right, review your, review your goals for the year. Checkpoint is not important. Yeah, so this is like, here are the things you should review. And they've added some things for you. Just... And then there's lots of blank space, like uh, um, important birthdays, anniversaries, school and church events, all that stuff. And then we get to, you know, the, the really important stuff, which is an actual calendar page with, you know, here it is. It's a quick fill-in calendar so you can do everything. Um, a monthly to-do, a to-contact or call list, and a to-buy list. So these are meant to be check checklists. Yes. And then it breaks down into, uh, oh, here's June 2018. I guess these are just overviews until we get to July, because I think it's an academic. Yes. So once we get to July, same thing, and then we get weekly pages. So, and it's a weekly agenda, basically, uh, throughout the thing. And then you have basically mm -hmm. a year of weekly agenda pages. You have a, you have a year of weekly agenda pages right up to June 2019, because it's it's... Along the academic year. And then at the back is the essential info. And, like, here's your doctor's name. They have a page for medical contacts, right. household contacts. Right. Essential checklists. And what's interesting... Now, look, they have two pages of these. So if you need to check off your essentials for on-the-go or emergency or baby... Yeah, one of the pages pre-filled is baby checklist. This... And mm -hmm. I'm not saying that... Excuse me. 
Okay. It, it does say it does say she she made this for uh, for wives and mothers. Yes. Not that men can't and don't need baby checklists. Correct. Because they probably do. Lord knows. I uh, did. It, this is a case of this planner is not... I am not the target audience. No. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. P, there are people who need this, and I should not silently seethe. Yes. Now we get to the travel checklists. I am a seether by nature. You are. And it has, like, general travel with, like, things like your hand sanitizer and camera and charger. And holy crap, they actually list hand sanitizer on here. This may be one of the first ones that has hand sanitizer. I use so much goddamn hand sanitizer. Because we were all at, we were at national parks and out in the woods, so we were using um, Mm -hmm. uh, outhouses the whole time. And, uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. uh, only one had running water. Yeah. And in the middle of the desert, you don't really need to pipe no, running no. water Mm-mm. into the middle of a canyon. Mm-hmm. You just just use the damn hands. Just use what you can, yeah. Um, but it also has like a close. It has a column for travel with kids, which is fine. Yes. Again, I it's, um, it's it's not all about me. Yep. And then we have seasonal items, weather slash seasonal, important extras, and then a g- grocery checklist, which is kind of cool. Two, one, two. Two grocery checklists and then contact lists. Just pages and pages of, of name and address. It does not appear to have a put your password and website name and account information here page, which means I do not have to yell screaming at the microphone and possibly call their customer service line to scream at them. Nice page of, uh, Holiday. of holidays for uh, 18, 2018, 2019, 2020, and 2021. So you know what day Veterans Day or the first day of spring or Passover begins? Well, some of these things are important, you know, like... Hey, they have Kwanzaa, they have uh, uh, Yom Kippur. Yeah, but if I'm... I'm For us, it I actually like having something to reference, you know, as far as 2020, because we're starting to schedule events for 2020. Uh, I know. I know. And then it's done. Overall, I really like the scheduling pages in this. I really do. Um, I would much rather prefer the essential info section to be separate, like an add-on or something. Uh, if these are like the, if these are like samplers for, you know, add-in packs or whatever of, of this stuff, that would be great. One of the things I noticed about the Erin Condren is you can buy stick in like perforated or whatever stick in travel checklists or all that stuff so right because yeah. like if you're not going to travel the travel check a travel checklist does right. not need to come with you everywhere you know if you're not traveling right. that yeah. month or whatever and so of the two if it were me I would be going with an Aaron Condren I but I also have my uh, disc bound planner over here, which is extensively customized and goes with me everywhere, and I'm taking notes in and all that That's stuff. That's the combination of what the Verge and Tool, um, Tool, Circa, and Arc. Okay. And I saw some Arc stuff at Staples, but I thought you already had. I pretty much did. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, interestingly enough, the Office Max near our friend Crimson, former guest on the show, is going out of business or closing. And he got me 
a bargain on, you know, here's our going out of business sales stuff. So I'll Incidentally, be the one we we're talking about is the day designer. That's yes. Yeah, we the day designer. I said that at the very beginning. Oh, well, I'm day saying designer. it again. Day I'll link designer. it. I'll link it. Um, so I've got uh, actually eight and a half by 11 formats of a lot of these to compare and contrast. Because if I buy an eight and a half by 11, and it's nothing but the uh, eight and a half by five and a half just doubled in size without any extra lines or anything. It's just blown up. Then I'm going to probably swear a little because okay. that's, that's some bullshit right there. And thinking of someone who doesn't swear. Someone who doesn't swear. Who doesn't swear, yeah. I have an interview this week with uh, my friend Mary Thingvall. She is a open source advocate. She is a community builder. And she is a presenter at All Things Open and Open Source 101. I'll be seeing her April 17th in columbia south carolina where i will once again be speaking at an open source 101 event hey guys they still have tickets so if you're within a reasonable distance you know pick up a ticket come on out and see it it's a great time i'll be presenting again mary will be there and she is awesome and i want you to hear how awesome uh so we'll be right back after this Hi, folks. I am here with the always awesome Mary Thingval, and we're going to find out how she keeps herself organized because she has a lot going on. Mary, can you introduce yourself for the lovely people who are listening at home? Absolutely. So as Kevin said, my name is Mary Thingval. You can find me on Twitter at Mary underscore Grace. And these days, I am actually doing a lot of work on my own. So I founded a business called Persea Consulting. And I am doing developer relations and community management, community building, consulting with various companies around the country. Cool. Now, that's not the only thing you have going on, though. It's, it's not. It's true. Uh, a, how long do you have? Because um, there's a long <laughs> list. <laughs> uh, but a couple, a couple highlights. Um, I also host a podcast with two other community builders. Jason Han and PJ Haggerty. We do the podcast Community Pulse on a monthly basis. Um, I also have a weekly newsletter that I send out with the latest information and, and news and events around developer relations. And my biggest project right now is a book on the business value of developer relations uh, that'll be published with A-Press and it should be out, fingers crossed, in Q3 of 2018. Awesome sauce. So with all that going on, how do you keep yourself organized? It's a great question. Uh, so there's a couple different things. A, I am a list maker for sure. Mm -hmm. um, whether it's a handwritten list, whether it's a list that I keep on my computer, whether it's an application that I use. Um, if I don't get all of the to-do items out of my head, then those are constant distractions for me throughout the day and constant things that are 
uh, either waking me up at night or making me uh, scared that I forgot something throughout the day, which makes it harder to concentrate. It does, <laughs> yeah. Um, plus, there's the uh, Tom Clancy quote, and I don't know where he got it from. This is one of his books. Um, if it's not written down, it doesn't exist. Exactly, exactly, which I've I've figured out, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I live by my to-do list. I live by my calendar, mm -hmm. um, which drives me insane sometimes because then I've got these all-day reminders popping up. Um, but that being said, it keeps me, it keeps me on task. It helps me understand when, when things are due and keep track of that. So given all of that, are, are there any habits or systems that you use to help you keep those lists or that are important to you as part of that? Sure. So the, the first thing that I do, um, the first tool that I use and go to most often is Asana mm -hmm. and I love it for its flexibility. Um, First of all, there's a, a free structure if you're using it personally or with a small number of people, which is always awesome. But it allows you to organize lists into just straight up lists of tasks. You can organize things into projects. You can duplicate projects. You can uh, use it in a Kanban style if you're if you're used to doing things in a like agile setting with technology. Right. So there's a lot of different ways to to organize things depending on your style, depending on what works best for you. Um, you can also set things up as repeating tasks, which I love, love because repeating tasks <laughs> exactly mm -hmm. keeps me keeps me on track without uh, meaning that I have to create every single thing. Yep, so and that's that's hugely helpful. And there's some good tools out there to go with Asana as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it integrates with a lot of different things. Um, you can actually put that straight into your calendar, which I did for a while, and then I found that that was even more frustrating and obnoxious. <laughs> um, but that being said, it integrates with a lot of things uh, into various tools that you're using for communication with your teams and everything else. So definitely, definitely helpful. Um, as far as habits, I think the biggest thing for me is making sure that I know what I'm supposed to be doing throughout the day and what my priorities are. Um, and I, I figure that in a couple different ways. So first of all, obviously if things are deadline driven, then I have to have them done by a specific time on a specific day. Um, those take priority. And then after that, it's, you know, what are the things that are keeping me from, from continuing on with a particular project or the blockers? Um, but, but also for the days that wind up being incredibly busy or overwhelming with the amount of things that I have to get done. Mm -hmm. I found that the best thing that I can do is stop and take time to plan out the day first, which seems a little counterintuitive. <laughs> um, but I think it was I think it was Billy Graham that said that yeah. if you if you're stressed and you have a lot of things, and I'm paraphrasing terribly, but if you have a lot of things on your plate or a lot of things to do, uh, a lot of things that you're stressed about, the first thing that you need to do and the thing that you need to spend the most time on is prayer in the morning. And mm -hmm. so I kind of take that and use that as, okay, if I have a lot on my plate and a lot of things I have to organize, let me take that first and foremost and take the time to plan out my day and structure my day and time block things so that I know exactly what I need to be working on next. And not just, hey, you know, this two hours is set aside for this client, but here's my top three things that I have to get done during those three hours. Right. So that then it it's not I'm not having to take the time to figure out what my next thing is because all of that is already prescribed for me before I even start. So kind of like, um, I'm trying to think who it was. Cause I've, I've, I've done David Allen's getting things done. I've been, mm -hmm. you know, I've been through the classes for, um, 
uh, Franklin Covey. And so there's there's a lot of that. Get it out of your head. Get it on paper. Franklin mm-hmm. Covey's big on the time boxing side where David Allen isn't so much. So right. it's it, it all sort of blends together into that. Definitely. And I that being said, I use time boxing. Mm-hmm. I don't always necessarily stick with time boxing. <laughs> um, but but at least if it's on the calendar, then it's it's a way for me to know, cool, that's the next thing I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I use Pomodoro timers a lot okay. as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, here, I have 20 minutes to focus on this one thing. And there are days when literally that is what gets me through the, the next task. Like, I, it's only 20 minutes. I know it seems like forever. Oh, yeah, it's only yeah. 20 minutes. I can do this for 20 minutes, right? Um, but but that mentality of it's only 20 minutes, I can do I can do this for 20 minutes gets me going and jumpstarts me just enough sometimes to mm-hmm. get it to a point where I can actually continue. And if I can continue, then I'll stop paying attention to the Pomodoros and just keep going for as long as I need to. And if I hit a point where I need a break, then cool. I start the break that I ignored for the last hour and I take that, that short break and then get back to it. Or the 15 minute break because you've got three Pomos in there. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) But, but I think it's a mixture for me at least of, of rigidity and flexibility. Mm -hmm. Um, So knowing, you know, I need, I need the rigid plans and the, the strict, calendar time boxing sometimes to get myself started. And then if I can get to that point and I'm being productive, then keep going with what's working. Awesome. So this is a fun one. I always like this one. How do you reward yourself when you do something good or when you hit that goal or, you know, so I'm, I'm actually really bad at this. <laughs> oh, you're not the only one. It's cool. <laughs> right. Um, so I have a really, really hard time with, you know, I, I love checking boxes. Mm-hmm. I love um, crossing something off a list. But then actually, at the when I get to an end of a day, remembering, okay, mm-hmm. cool. Here's here's the things that I did and here's the things that I should be proud of and, and the progress that I've made um, is really, really difficult for me. And so I've, I've been trying to get better at that um, and trying to remember that, okay, you know, I, I did this big thing. Let me, let me go uh, play a game for a while uh-huh. or listen to a podcast and go for a walk or go down to the beach. Cause I happen to be incredibly lucky and live near the beach in San Francisco or Oof. whatever, whatever those things are. Right. Like right. trying to be very intentional about that. Mm-hmm. Um, because so often when my to-do list gets too long, all I can see is the things that I haven't done. Yeah. Um, it's not healthy. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, it's sort of a, there's a psychological thing where you're like, oh God, I didn't get all of those things done and now I have to, right. right yeah. Um, yeah. Which is kind of why I like also, you, you might've heard me talk about it. Um, for those who weren't paying attention, Mary was also one of the presenters at Open Source 101 with me earlier yes. this year. And I don't know if you heard me talking up Habitica, which is kind of my favorite mm-hmm. little to-do tracking thing because it's like yeah. an instant reward. I, I click off that I you know, fed the chickens today and I get a little gold right. and I get a little, you know, a little experience and right. Cause that right. sets me off. So I don't know. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I, I used that for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, and then had a hard time remembering to go back to it, <laughs> uh, which fed into the guilt of there's something else that I haven't done. Right. Um, <laughs> so there, there is actually, um, an app that I started using, a little while ago and was marginally more successful with it. 
um, called Forest, where it's it's a, a focusing app where like, yeah. okay, cool. Don't don't touch your phone for that 20 minutes. And mm-hmm. if you don't touch your phone, then you grew a tree, which means <laughs> then you have the coins and here's your forest for the day. And so it's it's totally a, it's a hack on Pomodoros, right? Oh, yeah, but yeah. instead of the, the filled in tomato, you get a, a forest that you can look at and see your productivity. That's so, that's actually really cool. Now I'm going to have to go check that one out. Right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I hope they have an Android so version. Like that definitely help. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. that's something that I struggle with. And if, if anyone has any advice, I'm all ears. <laughs> and now for the hard one. This I and I, I like to find this one out because everybody answers a little differently. But mm-hmm. what about when you miss the goal, or when you fail, or when you uh, it, things just don't come together? Right. Um. So that's that's obviously a difficult question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. For me, one of the one of the things that has stuck with me through the years. Um. I had a co-worker when I used to work at O'Reilly Media where I was mm-hmm. for about eight years mm-hmm. um, and it was when we we were using this was pre-slack and pre all of the you know team building teamwork things oh so uh, old school or, hardcore yeah. IRC IRC and we were starting to use AIM and oh. ADIUM a little bit mm-hmm. um, but it was you know you could set your your status update right in right. the in the channel or in your profile mm-hmm. and um, her status for a while just said saving lives here. And I finally asked her about it one day, like, what, what are you talking about? You're not, we're not saving lives. And she was like, yeah, that's the point. Like, <laughs> yes, we're doing really good work. Right. We're doing really good things. We are not saving lives. So the importance of what we're doing, you know, if we miss a deadline, okay, we miss a deadline. Right. And that, that shouldn't be, that shouldn't make us blase. It shouldn't make us, um, okay with missing goals on a regular basis, Mm -hmm. but just recognizing that, you know, yes, our work is important and it's important that we keep ourselves on task and that we, we try and make our goals. But at the end of the day, most of us aren't responsible for curing cancer or saving lives or doing open heart surgery. Right. Mm -hmm. So just keeping that perspective of cool. What are, what are the things that are ultimately most important? If I, if I miss my next deadline for my book, right. Okay. I missed my deadline, but did I do that because I needed the break? Did I do it because if I pushed myself that hard to meet that deadline, I might burn myself out did I yeah. do it because, you know, I really needed to spend time with my partner, Jeremy? Did I do that <laughs> right? Like, what are the what are the priorities in my mm-hmm. life? And and how do I how do I make sure that I have a proper viewpoint of what I'm actually doing? Yep. And as someone who has burned out a couple times himself, because sometimes you see those warning signs and you just push right through it like an idiot. And I'm talking about yep. me pushing through it like an idiot. And then you realize, oh, you too. <laughs> yeah. And then you realize, oh crap, I'm going down that hole again. That was stupid. Right. Um, but you know, it's it's important to take that step back and mm-hmm. realize that yes, people are upset, but it isn't like people are dying. Um, right. Especially, I, I just came out of a, a thing where we had 24 seven production support, and we were literally losing money for any downtime or outage. Mm-hmm. 
Right. And so it was really easy to get locked into a mindset that <laughs> if you're not there fixing it right this second and everybody isn't involved in getting it done, then we're not doing our, we're, we're doing something wrong with our lives when it's the right. exact opposite. Right. Yeah. yeah okay. Exactly. We're, we're losing a thousand dollars a minute, but how, what's the, what's the overall impact of that? Is it worth killing ourselves over? Right. 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 As far as the company was concerned. That, yes. As far as the rest exactly. of us are concerned, you know, you have to bleed into it. Well, no, actually. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the hardest questions I think. And mm -hmm. I've, I've had these conversations with a few different companies now and, and dealt with it both in my personal career at, at employers, mm -hmm. as well as I've had these conversations with some of the clients that I have these days of, you know, give me an answer, an, a an actual answer to the question of what's the implication if this goal fails, right. what are the, what's the outcome, right? And not, you know, well, then the whole project fails, like, okay, then what happens if the project fails, right? Let's, mm -hmm. let's actually get a realistic look into, no, that's not ideal. That's of course not what we want, but if you're talking about putting your employees first, if you're talking about putting yourself first, mm -hmm. if you're talking about work-life balance, you know, <laughs> life, life comes first, second, third, fourth, fifth balance or, and, and work is, you know, right. seventh, eighth, ninth down the list. Right. Um, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite analogies for that. And I, I talk about this all the time when I'm talking about burnout is uh, on a plane mm -hmm. when they're walking through the safety videos they always tell you if you're traveling with uh, a child or someone who needs assistance you put your own oxygen mask on first and that's not because they want you know to keep the people who need help without oxygen for that much longer obviously mm -hmm. but it's the importance of recognizing if you aren't getting oxygen yourself you will not be able to help the people around you right and i think especially in jobs like developer relations and community building where you're so front and center and so people oriented so much of the time, we have to recognize that. And we get caught so often in the trap of, well, but I didn't, I didn't help everybody today, or I can't solve that person's problem. Right. Or if I'm on vacation, who takes care of the issues when there's a problem in the, in the community hangout, right? Right, right. And so it's, it's this issue of we get so stuck on that, well, but I have to take care of everyone else that we forget we have to take care of ourselves first before we're able to help anyone else because otherwise we're not going to be able to help anybody, including ourselves, including them, and and no one wins. And I think that's that's one of the weird I, I want to also say paradoxes of parenting is yeah. so often we forget to take care. I mean, you know, I have two kids. They're teenagers now, so I'm right? long past that. But there's that point where you you don't realize that you're doing yourself a disservice by, mm -hmm. you know, falling over backward to meet every, yeah. I mean, you know, there's the, like the hind brain, you start to learn the difference between the happy scream, the sad scream, and the, I just, I just hurt myself scream and, uh -huh. um, or the I'm overtired scream. I, you know, uh, and so it drives my wife crazy because she didn't have kids until we started being together as it were. Mm -hmm. That I can just sit there in a restaurant and there will be a, a child screaming. And she's like, what is going on? Oh, they're happy. She's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's not a scream to stress over. And she's just like, it mm -hmm. is, you know, it digs into her hindbrain, some part of the lizard brain. But until right. you realize that not every scream is, 
an earth-shaking end-of-world event, yeah, no, right. you will you will kill yourself trying to figure out what's wrong. Yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah. And also, I mean, you just you you reevaluate, cool. I I need time to myself, right? Yeah. I need to figure out a way to make sure that there are things that I am doing that are just for me. Mm-hmm. And does that sound selfish? Absolutely. Is that okay? Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> there is nothing, nothing wrong with with saying, hey, I need time to myself. And no, I can't mm-hmm. do that project. And no, I can't take one more thing on my plate. And no, I don't have time for that other thing. And if you want to add something, then cool. Help me figure out what I can take off of my plate first. And yeah, that was the, that was the, um, what's the right term? Um, that was the discussion we were having with, um, another group at my last job is that, you know, we would lay out all of that stuff and say, here's the stuff we are going to do in this sprint. And then halfway through the sprint, they would be back going, we need to get these two things done in the next two days. And we're like, where were you five days ago, six days ago when we were laying out the sprint? Right. You know? Right. And, and so having that option to negotiate is really important and not always available or Mm -hmm. at least both sides have to be willing to, to negotiate. Definitely. Definitely. And I think, I think that's something where I can definitely acknowledge privilege in the technology space (laughs) of, you know, there are some companies where that's acceptable conversation to have and Mm -hmm. there's some where it's not. Um, And I think, whenever possible, as soon as you realize that that's not an acceptable conversation, you try and get yourself out. And if you can't get out, then you have, you start having some serious conversations with the management around, look, Mm -hmm. you're, you're, you have unrealistic expectations and we're never going to be able to meet those expectations. And I have my limits, right? Um, And that's never easy and not always possible. But I think that's, that's the point, at least for me, that I know if I have to have if I have to start having those conversations, mm-hmm. it's usually time to start looking for another job. Which is why I changed jobs in the last month. So yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> at least one of several reasons. One of several reasons, but yeah. Right. Right. All right. Um, so, do you have anything else you want to talk to in terms of productivity stuff to the mm-hmm. to the folks at home for, and or are you ready to wrap up and and pimp your stuff? Um, I think the last, the last thing, uh, looking back over the questions again, the other piece of advice that I've been given recently that was both freeing and helpful and, uh, informative to myself about me, Mm -hmm. um, was that things don't, there are times when things don't have to be perfect. They just have to be done. Yes. Um, and recognizing that, that boundary and that limit, um, and getting better at recognizing when when things are done versus perfect and just not not putting as much pressure on myself um not putting as much expectation on myself mm-hmm. um and sometimes there's going to be work that you know it I know isn't absolutely 100% my best work but it's done and sure. that's that's more important in the moment um so. God, who was it that said, and this is one of my favorites, the, the two things that I've I've been trying to take more to heart, perfect is the enemy of done, mm-hmm. and fail fast. Yeah. Right? As a systems person, if I'm implementing something new and it, it doesn't work within an acceptable time period, I can either sink my teeth in and spend way too much time making it work, or I can say, okay, that's not the right solution next. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. Yeah. That's a little harder to bring into the person, onto the 
other side of it, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, but it still, I think it still works, right? Mm-hmm. Like figuring out, you know, well, and here's, here's a good example. So, uh, I have my personal website, which I've built up on my own and maintained for a while now, mm-hmm. but figuring out, you know, okay, I, I want a, it's time that I need a business website that has here are my packages, here are my offerings. Here's, yeah. here's what I can do for you. Right. <laughs> Um, and I'm lucky enough and, and privileged enough recently that it's it's been fairly easy for me to be able to find clients through networking and the mm-hmm. and the people that I do know. Um, but you know, when I get to that point of okay, I want I want a professional website. How am I going to do that? And recognizing, you know what, that's that's not the best use of my time. Like, I could totally build one out. I could totally oh, spend yeah. a couple days to do that. Let me actually go to a few people and see how much it would cost for me to to <laughs> hire someone to do that instead because of the fail fast mentality, right? Like let me dig into that for five minutes. Nope, not worth it. Okay. Yep. Who can I what what's a reasonable amount that I can ask for someone to do this and get mm-hmm. the get the MVP up just so that I have something there. Right. But recognizing recognizing my own shortcomings and recognizing that that will be a failure if I continue to pursue it. So let's, mm-hmm. let's call it quits from the start. <laughs> and it's going to be, and it's going to cascade into other things. Yeah. And that's yes. the, I think that's something a lot of people don't recognize is when you, when you get into that and it's not a fun problem, like, yeah, I love solving things with the, with my raspberry Pi build outs and, you know, right. I can spend weeks on those, but that's much more fun. And it isn't the only person it's impacting is kind of me. If I have something at work mm-hmm. that, I'm digging into and it's distracting from my other right. responsibilities. That's a problem, right? Right, right. Or if I'm spending so much, or, yeah. I was going to say distracting or causing stress or mm-hmm. adding to my to-do list when I don't need more things on my to-do list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's why I think that's why one of the best things I think we ever did was we have a housekeeper come in once every two weeks and just to mm-hmm. do the basics because right. it, was, it was stressing us out because we're, yeah. you know, we couldn't keep up, but we felt we had to keep up and, you know, and right. it costs a little money and that's not always an easy check to write. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. it means I'm not cleaning the toilets every, you know, I'm not stressing right. over having to clean the toilets or, right. or whatever. Yeah. Right. Or feeling so. guilty that the house doesn't look as good as you would like it to look or right. any of those right. other things. Right. Yeah, there's a I think there's a certain point at which we get to where we have to. And this is I'm not I'm not there yet. This is hard for me (laughs) to get to. um, But recognizing how much how much our time is worth. Mm -hmm. um, And, you know, is it is it really worth me taking those two days to try and fail at building the website? Or is it worth the $400 $400 to pay someone to build a single site for me. Right. Yep. Um, and figuring out, okay, yes, I, I charge this much per hour when I'm billing a client. Yes. It's totally worth my, my $400 <laughs> to pay someone else to do that thing for me. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So kind of recognizing, recognizing those things. And that's, that's hard. I'm not mm-hmm. good at, uh, promoting myself and figuring out my own value, but I'm, I'm working on it. And there's actually a, a, a new tool I found, um, and I, I, now I can't remember it. So I'll put it in the show note links and I'll email you it later where it analyzes your calendar Interesting. and it gives you a report on what you spent time on. Okay. And it actually has this position where you can put in, here's how much an hour costs me. Right. And that's like, a like looking at that going, okay, if I were still a freelancer or consultant, I haven't done that mm-hmm. in like a decade. I don't think, um, this is how much 
an hour of my time costs a customer. This is how much money I should right. see coming in for that hour, give or take. I should probably mm -hmm. redo the math based on my current salary. But and but that, that certainly has a, a distinct impact of, okay, you spent this much time, which theoretically costs you this much money. Or, right. you know, right. and it's not accurate, but it at least gives you sort of like someone like you, who's much more of a freelancer person, um, yeah. that actually will help you make those decisions of, is it worth my time to spend, oh, God, no, no, why did I, oh, I should never do that, I'll hire somebody, <laughs> it'll cost me less money, yeah. Exactly, exactly, yeah. definitely, and that's, I think that's a difficult mentality mm -hmm. to get into, because, you know, oh, well, but that's a check for, you know, X number of dollars, that's mm -hmm. a lot of money out of pocket, I'm like, well, yes, but... If I hadn't been doing that, I could have been doing this, which means I could have been earning that much money. That's a difference of That's a lot. A, yeah. Huh? Oh, yeah. Big difference. So, big difference. Yeah. Recognizing that is huge. Um, okay. Anything else? Say no. I think I'm good. All right. Then tell us, uh, remind us of your projects and your websites so sure. that uh, the nice people can find you on the Twitters and the stuffs. <laughs> Absolutely. So you can find me on Twitter mm -hmm. at Mary underscore Grace. Uh, online, you can find me at marygrace.community. Mm -hmm. It's a lot easier to spell than, than Mary Thingval, yeah. uh, although you can find me there as well. <laughs> so uh, those are the two main places. Um, like I mentioned earlier, we have a podcast if you're interested in community building side of things. That's the Community Pulse. Uh, and I think everything else is probably linked from, from those places. Awesome. So. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Mary. This was, this was awesome, and I hope everybody enjoys it. So awesome. All right. Thanks so much. I look forward to hearing about it. Oh, yeah. And we are back. I have one more interview I want to get done this month, but I'm try I have to reschedule because I did an interview with Jim Hines, Jim C. Hines, and the audio was trash because as we've been talking about we've been having difficulties recording. And I'm trying to coordinate with, with him to do a new one. Thankfully, things seem to go okay mostly with this this interview with Mary. And when I listen to it during the mastering after we're done recording this and find out I am a total liar, I'm going to leave this right here to show me cursing myself by <laughs> saying this interview went really sounded really great. Mary was awesome to talk to. Thank you, Mary, for appearing on the show. Can't wait to see you again in Columbia, South Carolina. It's going to be a great time for those who aren't going to be there. Really sorry you're missing it out. As a reminder, we issue open badges. The open badge standard allows you to get an image with some metadata that proves that you did a thing or learned a thing. We have codes that we give out to put in on the website and get your badge. This week's code is oxygen mask, because one of the things Mary hammers into you in her talks, hammers into you, as you might have noticed during the interview. Thank you. Thank you. I was getting there. 
is that you need to take care of yourself before you take care of others. Anyone who's worked with a nonprofit, anyone who's worked with a volunteer organization, you either learn that really quick or you burn out. And then on the next one, hopefully you remember. But it's really important when you're doing a lot of work for others, for the community, to take care of yourself because it's really easy to just put your whole self into it and lose sight of, uh, and then you end up under, you know, under the weather or burned out or having to take a month long vacation or high blood pressure pills and three and times. And yeah, nonprofits, nonprofits are, and, and charities and oh, yeah. churches and whatnot run so close to the wire that they will eat you. Right. If you, if you let them. Because if you let them. they have so few resources, and if you show up being competent, they will drink you dry with the best intentions in the world. Right. It's it's and it's not necessarily their fault. It's that once we say we 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 often have a hard time saying no. Yeah. We often have a hard time saying I need a break or I need to rest because there's always something new to do. There's always somewhere the community needs you. The church needs you. The people next door need you. The cats need you. The cats need you, et cetera, et cetera. And it's really easy to just let everything like that drain you dry before you realize what's going on. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's it for this week. Woo. Make sure you check out our coffee page, ko-fi.com slash K-S-O-N-N-E-Y. Buy me a coffee. I like coffee. I'm drinking a lot more coffee now that we've <laughs> cut to the lower... Caffeine coffee. Uh, the uh, the quantity of Deathwish coffee, which I love dearly that I was drinking, was not good for my health. Probably not. Yeah. See also high blood pressure meds. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing you can support us on is Patreon. Patreon.com slash Ursula V. And now that it looks like you're going to be home for a while, maybe we can get that redesign done after you're done with paintings. Yes. I, I would like to do some paintings, and I think I owe... I, Still have edits to do for a book, and uh, yeah, and I'd like to write some more books. Well, yeah, but yes, I, yes. I, it is, it is on, it is on my wonder list checklist of things <laughs> to do. Rebrand Patreon, yay! So mm-hmm. you know, I am, I am doing fairly well about keeping my deadlines in there, more or less. Yes, and I'm starting to line up my interviews for April and May. We had a request come in for. And I'll read this the whole thing on the letter show, but to broaden, we've been doing a lot of science fiction authors and fantasy authors and things like that. It's and we know a lot of them. We do know a lot of them. And so I'm also going to be broadening out that the the base as I'm interviewing people. What, for people in other fields or like romance authors? Or... People in other fields. Oh, okay. Um, my friend Nate Vanderklok was kind enough to sit down with me while I was in Michigan, and I'll have that one in a couple weeks. So, or maybe next week if if... You know, my, my schedule dance doesn't work out with uh, with Jim Hines. So we know a lot of science we fiction. Do, and fantasy we do. We do. It's, it's, it's a thing. Field. Yes. So that's where we're at. I hope we've been a help. Thank you to everyone who's been writing in. Thank you to everyone who's leaving comments on the website. We really appreciate it. Check out our other podcasts Kevin and Ursula Eat Cheap for the Grown Ups in the audience and The Hidden Almanac for all members of the family in the audience. And that's everything. So, uh, Stay productive, folks. Tool! <laughs> Sorry, it just never gets old. Nate did that to me during the interview. <laughs>
He didn't scream cult, though. Oh, well. I still have that. You do. <laughs>